Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hi everybody. Oh What's up? Welcome to Food for Thought, a podcast gab fest for in a multiracial mix of queer writers gather around the table to talk about sex, <gasps> identity, Ooh. culture, no. what we like to read, and who we like to read. Food for Thought. We put the tit in titular. We put the no. dick in Dickensian. <laughs> Sometimes. And we put the cum in compartmentalizing trauma. <laughs> uh, welcome to Domino Soundfest. We are your lesson, obsession, ascension, and we wouldn't be anything without Alex and Kenya. Thank you yep. so much. You were the reason for the season. Clap or die. Clap or die. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I clap and die? Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, oh, I am Tommy T. Pico, Indigenous American poet, uh, TV writer, screenwriter, and I'm a little bit sleep deprived. This is going to be TMI, but who am I? Uh, <laughs> I? I'm a little bit sleep deprived because I kept having these vivid dreams that my cousin was fucking me. And, no! and he's dead. <laughs> oh! Oh! Yeah. I, I knew you would like that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 Okay. Wow. I mean, there's a reason we don't do live shows anymore. The world has gotten too dark. No, I'm done, Michelle Norris. I'm a reader and a writer, a former figure skater, and I am entering my author era because I finally sold my novel. Woo! And let me just say... Sell your novel, Dan. Have you you finished it, though? (laughs) I did finish it. I did finish it. I finished it to sell it. And shout out to Random House because it turns out they pay a bitch real quick. (laughs) We love to see it. And I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer, and sentient panic attack. It is rough out Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Speaking of happy Pride Apocalypse. I literally came into New York just as the mustard cloud descended. And I was like doing a reading (laughs) on the Brooklyn Bridge. And my sinuses was getting all swollen fucked up. And I was just like, for a second, I was like, because it's been a while since I've been here. I haven't been here since 2020 or January 2020. And I was just like, does New York just do this now? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel like every other every other month, there's like some new catastrophe in New York. There's always something going on. So when this happened, I wasn't like totally surprised. I was like, of course, of course, of course, of course, the sky is yellow. It's orange. Um, it's giving dusk, but it's not actually dusk. It's like sad and horrible mm-hmm. and none of us can breathe. Yeah. I, mean, I think the world should end in June. That sounds very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a good nap. Just end it. You just want to sleep through Pride Month because you hate the queers. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to be napping all of Pride Month. I actually literally just booked an Airbnb in upstate New York for Pride Weekend. Highly recommend. <laughs> Get out of here. Everything is so crowded and expensive. Ugh. Honestly, it does fuck up the traffic. You can't go oh, anywhere. It's horrible. All the streets are closed. It's a mess. It's, it's a mess. I, you know what? It just Cancel Pride. It, 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 it's... <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, that, go that far. I would say it's not for me. I have too much shame, but also, <laughs> like, crowds 
uh, mm. chanting and like midday heat. And I'm like, ah. Uh, yes, day drinking, <laughs> sweating, spending money. No, miss me with all of it. But uh, Dan, will you tell us what we got on the menu today? Y'all, all right. We've got a good show for you. First, we've got our most iconic um, thought game ever. Then we have an adventure in trade. <laughs> then we remind a bitch that she needs to pay us our money. And our dessert <laughs> is the here and now. Yes, take it away. I'm feeling a little peckish, so I think we should start the top of the show the way any good top should with our uproarious appetizer segment, Amuse Boosh. And to amuse your booshes, we're doing swipe right, swipe left. And you all should participate. This is active. Yes. We want to hear how you would swipe. You know, left is to the left, to the left. And then right is, you know, good. We're good to go. We're good to go. So first, swipe right, swipe left. Pedro Pascal. Swipe right. I mean, I mean, the ultimate daddy. Swipe right. I just remember him from Game of Thrones when he got his head popped like a grape. I was like, mm. because <laughs> here's no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I hadn't ever watched Game of Thrones, but the finale was coming up. I lived with my friend Roy, and he was really into it. So we're gonna watch the finale together. So I binged the entirety of the show in mm. one week, and th- that moment, I was like, I have to take a walk. <laughs> you didn't just fucking destroy my bisexual king like that. <laughs> but then the thing is it was done by the mountain you know what I mean and that guy yeah, is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway I anyway. want Pedro Pascal to pound me until every covalent bond in my body is broken I want to be I want to be missed when he is done I so I have never watched Game of Thrones and I've also never watched The Last of Us so my exposure to Pedro Pascal is basically just Instagram not bad, not bad. And for a minute, That's not I bad. didn't get it. And then I saw that interview where he talked about how, um, like, like he was like, my protective side is lethal when he was talking about his trans sister. And I was like, oh, that's all I need. Because I love to feel taken care of by a daddy. That's what it is. And my bussy just burst wide open. I was like, I'm ready to go. It's Niagara Falls the, up in there. The only thing that makes me want to be anti-trans is so I will get killed by Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, fair. Uh, okay, Swipe right, swipe left. Put them. Right. <laughs> right. Right. These are too easy to use. Okay, do you know what it is? I do. No, you don't. It is a song by Kylie's Minogue. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm impressed, but do you know I'm what Padam means? I'm with it. Hello, fellow young people. Do you know what Padam means? It's though? a heartbeat. Okay. I'm with All right. it. I'm All right. Okay, okay. So Just making is, sure. The thing is, I really, you know, I was into it. I'm definitely into the song. The memes are fantastic. But then, like, the I started hating it because, like, the gays did what the gays do. And I'm going to take yep. a quote from Heron Walker, the illustrious person sitting over here. <laughs> which Friend was, of the show. maybe they shouldn't have given us rights. No, no. <laughs> We don't deserve that. Because then it like it just became everything is like everything kind of gay is put on. So like this show, very put on. You know very put on. Domino Soundfest, very put on. Very put on. And that started to happen and I was like, oh. Anyway, uh, swipe right, swipe left, uh, labor unions. Swipe right. <laughs> uh, Pay your writers. Uh, I'm a member of the WGA. We are on strike right now. Um, we're out there every day uh, picketing uh Corporate pigs who are literally trying to destroy. This is an existential fight against writers. Uh, they would do this shit without us if they could, and they're going to yep. try to do it with AI. And also, this is patently a movement to destabilize 
labor unions in this country because the WGA is one of the most powerful and they are prepared to teach us a very expensive lesson. Fuck so them. Uh, go to WGAstrike.org if you can. Sign up for a shift. Um, figure out where they're picketing. Shut, I shut down a Marvel production the other yeah. day. So. Yeah. Wait, wait. You're a superhero. What's that? You're a superhero. Where's your uh, cape? Heroin. Uh, Sorry. A, ca- a caftan. I did get it. Yeah. I, I got my first caftan. Anyway. <laughs> we are in our caftan era. It's true. <laughs> okay. Um, swipe right, swipe left on monkeypox. <laughs> this was just... So, so, Joe, what's going on with the Raise pox? your hand if you've had one vaccine against the M-pox. Raise your hand if you've had two. Everyone get your fucking vaccine so we can fuck all summer. Please. I want to fuck up. The wastewater data are troubling. So just get your vaccine. Monitor for symptoms. Get tested if needed. Because we want to be out there. I I want to nap and fuck and not leave the house for any other reason than that. So we all need to work together, okay? All right, good. Honestly, shoot me up with all the vaccines. And I don't even want to fuck. I just... I just want to not get sick. <laughs> I, uh, uh, this is courtesy of Dead Michelle Norris. Swipe right, swipe left. Khalees and Bill Murray being a couple. Yes! Have people heard this key piece of news that dropped last I see, night? I see a lot of faces that have not yet seen the pictures of them together. <laughs> and, and, and ignore the show for the next 30 seconds. Go to Google.com and, and make sure you see the picture of them the, together. The pictures are crucial because, I mean, oh. Khalees is aging as a black woman does. Beautifully, flawlessly, no cracks. And Bill Murray looks like, is aging he like looks, a cis hat white man. He looks like the back of my he scrotum. Like, <laughs> he looks like the crypt keeper. Like I said, <laughs> we said the same thing. But he is really wealthy. But then again, Khalees ain't broke. So no. I don't know. I don't know. So is, it, is it true love? I don't. Listen. <laughs> Apparently they've come together in grief. What? <laughs> They're both grieving someone. Yeah, that's what the article said. So we make a little bit of an allowance for that, I think, right? I Sometimes know. there's a lapse in judgment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, okay, swipe right, swipe left, Pat Robertson. That motherfucker's dead. I swipe right on that. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I mean I feel like. Pride Month swiped left on Pat Robertson. Yes. <laughs> so, so the, okay. The answer is out there. We lost Reagan in June. We lost Pat Robertson in June. Can we all just say a silent prayer? Oh, not so silent prayer. Kill Kissinger. Kill Kissinger. Kill Kissinger. Kill Kissinger. Okay. Let's just mm, cross your fingers, people. The entire far right. Just title wave them out. Just, just, just go. Just go. Uh, okay, this is the final one. Uh, swipe right, swipe left on podcasts. Swipe right, okay. Right. Swipe right on Domino Sound podcasts. Swipe right, left on Honestly, podcasts. Honestly, the rest right can go. on Domino Sound. Yeah, right on Domino Sound. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's like, do we need to pivot? Do we need to What's pivot? Happening? <laughs> We're pivot- pivoting to video. Pivoting to video. <laughs> We're like Mike.com in 2017 or whatever, pivoting to video. All right, y'all, thanks so much for playing that game with us. 
Hey, thotties. How you doing? Um, this is producer Kenya, and I'm with producer Alex. Hey. So we just wanted to let you know that this special live episode of Food for Thought has been brought to you by our friends at Meta Queens. At MetaQueens, their mission is to empower and uplift the voices of queer creators and artists in the digital space. They strive to inspire, educate, and entertain, creating a digital haven where everyone can feel seen, heard, celebrated, and protected. One way to become a part of the vibrant, growing community is to get your own MetaQueen. You'll get access to the digital community of queer creators and allies who appreciate queerness and art in duality while donating 50% of the funds to the Transgender, Gender Variant, and Intersex Justice Project. So follow MetaQueens on Twitter and Instagram for more updates and exciting content at Queens Meta and visit their website, www.metaqueens.io to join their community and be the change. See you in the digital world. We are going to move nice and quick into our sexy, delectable second segment where Teebs is going to share with us a pretty spectacular... Impure thoughts. Uh, let's just call this what uh, what happens in Vancouver stays in Vancouver. <laughs> so, like, I, I work in, in TV now, and every now and then I get the chance to work on set. Um, eat, like, and it's the most amazing place. It's like it, it, it's magical, and I love people so much. And I just like love going up to people. Everyone who's doing anything, the AD, the the script coordinator, the people who mm, lifting all the shit. Like, I just like the camera people. I just like I love here and the, the hair and makeup ladies. They have the best gossip. They know who every. They know all the gays, and um, I just love like hearing how people got to their job in film and television uh, and and also how how the camera works like with, when the dp comes in which means the director DP. of photography director of photography <laughs> when the dp photo- comes in director of photography we director love a dp of photo- director of photography director raise of your photo- hand if you've been dp'd Dur- yes <laughs> uh and love be- to see it. And because I've gotten to know some of these people, sometimes they let me shadow them on other productions. I'm not going to say what production I was on, but I was uh, in Vancouver. I wasn't supposed to be on set that day, but somebody on set, the writer on set, sent me a picture of the, the back of this man and was like, uh, I think he's like 6'10". And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Immediately showed up on set. I mean, that person was a little bit shorter than me and they overestimated. It was more like 6'6". Six, six. But anyway, um, yeah. And then I... But then like, you know, I, I was like observing him from afar. You know, I was kind of like letting the wildlife kind of like do its thing. You know I mean? I wasn't going to interfere as a documentary. Um, <laughs> the hippos are drinking from the palm. Exactly. <laughs> Then I said, we started, you know, I went up to him and I did the thing that I did with other people, which was like, maybe it was a grift. I don't know. But I was like, hey, what's up? Like, how did you get here? What do you do? Like, da, da, da. And he was like a stunt. He's like, I'm a stunt man. Oh. And I was like, oh, awesome. That's cool. And then we were talking. <laughs> and I was like, how, how, how do you, how do you move? Like, what do you? <laughs> Tell me about your But he, the thing is, he was like, he used this phrase that I still love to this day, which is balletic sveltness. He was like talking about how he like moves around. And like, if you know me. Svelte? No, no. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I love tall men and I love words. And that combination of words, I was like, are you a poet? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then we started talking and, and you know, we talked a lot about how, you know, he wanted to break into sort of legitimate acting, but like it was hard for him to get an agent because he was just seen as like the stunt man and like this athletic, you know, beefcake. And I was like, boo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> It's like people only see me as like, you know, like this this jacked guy. And I was like, well, I mean, so do you spend as much time uh, in an acting class as you do at the gym? Cause like maybe that would anyway, not 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 my Tommy, life. Tommy, you do you you just neg people to get them to fuck you, right? You're like, I must destroy your self-esteem so you will fuck me. <laughs> no. No, I build, people mind game, I build people up. I build people up. And then I take them down. No. So then um, I was like, are you working on anything or like whatever? He's like, I'm getting ready for an audition. And so uh, we were both staying at this hotel in Vancouver called the Sutton. They call it the Slutton. Um, because like anybody who's there, you, so many people in Vancouver um, who are there on production, like I would go into the lobby and I'd see all these people from Riverdale and some other shows. And I was like, oh, this is where people get fucked. And so there's one side that's like um, the hotel side and one side that is like the residency side. So it's like the hotel side are for like day players and people who come in and out. And then the residency side are people who are there for weeks or months. And I was on the residency side and he was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and we were talking about this like scene that he was getting ready for. And he was like, do you want to come by my hotel room and run lines? Bitch. <laughs> and Bitch. <laughs> we all know what that means. So, um, the, the definition of the term run lines is, you know, you go over the script and you talk, and I like, I knew what I was, I knew what I was getting ready for. <laughs> so we go over there and we run lines. Um, and then, um, you know, we, yeah. set the mood, Teebs. So With then, the, the, but then the, like, then the Maker's Mark came out, you know, oh. and there's not a sluttier bottle of alcohol <laughs> than Maker's Mark. That that cummy, something about the wax yeah, on the, the top wax and how you have to rip it off like right. you're circumcising a penis. Yes, yes. I feel uh, like Maker's Mark appreciates some good foreplay because oh, you have to work yeah. a little bit to get in. You have to work a little to get in. Yes. Yeah. So then we, um, you know, we as as we're running lines, I'm like, this isn't, you know, is this doing it for you? And he was like, no, no, no can we like you know, act out a little bit more, which is like, then, we're, then we just start getting closer physically, you know, and then um, one thing led to another. Oh my God, I have never had that type of athletic sex in my Woo! life. Woo! And like, and, and here's the thing, like the hotel, it was his uh, hotel room and the, afterwards it was just chaos. There was just like, there were, there were like, sh the, sh the sheets were not on the bed anymore. Like the, the, the pillowcases were not on the pillows anymore. Like everything was in disarray. And I, I was just like, I, I think I might be good on sex for like three years. Like I don't, <laughs> you know, to, to, it was consensual. <laughs> I was like, you had to review. I think I'm. You had to look back at your notes. I think I'm. I think I might be done for a while. <laughs> Sometimes um, you're like, did I really? Yeah, I really, I really said yes to that. Sometimes you're shocked at your own self. Yeah. DP. <laughs> the, <laughs> you're like, you're I didn't know I had I that in me. I really did that. <laughs> I said yes, and then I followed through. Yeah. Yeah, and I was proud of myself. And like, 
in, and also, in pain. And also a little bit of shame. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of shame. Like, did I debase my... I did. And then I was like, you know, now he's, he's in LA and I see him every now and then. Oh, you... Uh, oh. So you weren't that over sex, I guess. Well, you needed some more. I, what I say to Sometimes him now is I like... Have- no, no, what I say to him now is like, uh, you know, this is cool and everything. And I'm down to like make out. And I'm definitely down to like cuddle. But then you have to go home. Because I can't... <laughs> And does he? Yes. And I'm like, get your shit from anybody you need to, because I can't do that again. Like, I'm just, I'm good. Wait, on that. so you're, are you dating? Do you have no, a boyfriend? No, 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 Tommy, no, 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 no
I don't know who that is. <laughs> you do. We talk about do it in I? the group chat all the time. Oh my god. Okay. I'm very oh, she's that out. housewife. Yes. Yes. From yes, LA. Yes, yes. No, from Salt Lake. Then from Salt Lake. Sorry. So I was just at a I was just at a conference about risk, and it was a multidisciplinary thing. And one of the people who was there was a scholar of fraud, actually. And so I'm just like putting it together now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, fraud costs like $500 billion a year. It's like almost a capital T. Like more, there's more money in fraud than a lot of economies. And a, a lot of people there acknowledge being victims of a fraud. Everywhere from $50 to like, I clicked, I was, I was flying in, on an airline and I clicked, I, I knew I might not make the flight. And so I clicked, oh, insure my flight for 50 extra dollars. Bitch, they're not insuring your flight. They're not going to give you that money no matter what happens. And so I filed a claim. Bitch, they're like, no, your $550 is mine now. Even though you insured the flight, it's all like, there's so many grifts and we all fall victim to them. But my favorite story that anyone told at the conference was this guy who's, again, he's an economist. And he was like, I got grifted when I was living abroad. And he was like, I kind of felt like after I realized I was grifted for thousands of dollars, I missed that person in my life. And he's like, a lot of people who are victims Aww. of like very serious grifts, um, the grifter would come back and say, well, you were just paying for my time. I gave you an experience. I gave you like energy. I gave you this and that. I think where it becomes really pernicious and really like, I don't agree with that, by the way. <laughs> I heard the audience <laughs> groan. I just think it's psychologically, it's like, they're all, I think when you've been grifted, you feel angry at yourself, but there, you also miss what you thought you had. Yeah. You, you miss mm -hmm. what you thought you were buying. I miss my $550, mm -hmm. right? But I think where this gets really pernicious and very difficult to deal with is how social media takes it to a level where someone can micro-grift 100,000 people Mm -hmm. And all they have to get is a dollar from one-tenth of those people. I want to piggyback off of what you said about the a part of the grift being like, oh, I gave you, you gave me this, I gave you experience. That's right. There was a trade. There was a trade. So That's trade, trade is a grift. Trade is a grift. Okay. <laughs> trade is a grift. <laughs> but, some, that sink but sometimes very fun. Well, okay, so then do, does trade necessarily mean uh, that it's, n n n well, does the grift mean it's not consensual? Or can there be consensual right. grift? Because if it's about fakery, it's not necessarily, I mean, it didn't say without one's um, um, permission, but it was about the fakery. It was about the material possession. It was about like, that the, the, there was like some kind of gain being gotten ill. Yes. I do think if there's consent, you're, you're, you're then paying, you're, you're paying for an escort, which I love. Like I love, like I would like to have an experience. I'm going to pay you $5,000 or $1,000 or $100 or whatever you both agree on. And it's kind of like you wink and nod and you kind of know that, it's, it's an exchange. I have no problem with that whatsoever. 
you know, the grift, I think, implies that there is not that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a part of that is also just, like, sex work phobia, right? Like, mm-hmm. we could actually just all be honest mm-hmm. <laughs> about what we're doing here mm-hmm. and also just both enjoy. And, like, y'all know what Findom is? Like financial dominance. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like if you're jerking off and like, and like you're talking to a dom and they're like, pay me $5 to come. And you're like, yeah. And you like pay them $5. It's like, I love that shit. It's really good and fun. And everyone signs up for it. So I feel like the problem with the grift is that there isn't that. There isn't the honest negotiation Mm -hmm. about what it is we're both signing up for. Mm -hmm. Although I think grifters often feel like there is, right? They are sort of like, you had to have known, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I think that's exactly the, the where where the where the enjoyable pleasure for all sides slips into the grift. Because if you do, oh, you go ahead. Well, I was going to say, or do they just tell themselves that? Because it's Ooh. part of it's part of the grift. It's part of the hustle. It's it's part of the. I'll tell myself that this is everyone an informed knows. consent situation that everyone knows, so that I don't feel like I'm being dishonest. Right. Right. I'm curious how you feel about speaking of. Uh, the grift and and sort of sex work like the only fans straight guys who like pretend to be like pushing their limits or whatever who are like because you know you see this discord our peep one might see this discourse online about what? like about about gays being like don't give him your money he's a straight guy he's not gonna love he's not gonna do anything like da 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 but like have these people be watching porn where like somebody like they're like a plumber like fuck somebody like you Wait, know do you, I, I'm 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 really old y'all remember the bait bus oh my god I do the, the yeah. whole premise that of, was Heron yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole premise of the bait bus is you get a straight guy to come into the bus and like fuck or get fucked and look I actually don't find straight people attractive <laughs> like full, full stop but but there's an eroticism <laughs> there's an eroticism about the sort of nod and also it's very fun to watch the straight guy be getting fucked and be hard as fuck and like come so it's like it's like it's like he's coming into an experience that he's being surprised there's nothing better in life than feeling an, a surprising pleasure and so it sort of allows you to pretend that you were that Remember the first time you got fucked and you were just like, wow. <laughs> that felt my like shitting. My, li- <laughs> my life is different and better now. You get to watch someone experience that. So in a way, I, I, I like all of these sort of layers of nuance and fun that everyone is signing up for, right? It's like you all know that that guy is not straight. The bait bus guy yes. is not straight. Right. right. They, I mean, really, they, they never are. They, they never, never are. are. <laughs> if you follow some of their, like, they never are. But, but yeah, but everyone's signing up for that. You sort of, everyone does sort of know what's going on there. I feel like that's sort of okay. But I don't know, that's just me. Like, I don't know that that's a grift situation. For me, if we're talking about sex work, the biggest grift is when I think someone's really hot and then I, I like, pay for their OnlyFans and then I see that it's a pay-per-view. Like, you have to pay for every, and I'm like, I, like, you should have, like, you should have said that right. in your bio no, that's so that I knew that I was signing on for this. Yes, that's That, a gr- to me, is a very minor but very frustrating grift. <laughs> <laughs> very frustrating. Let's, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you think you've ever uh, grifted or gotten mm. some money in an untoward way? I mean, because, because the grift is inherently about capital, right? The biggest grift of all is capitalism. Yeah. 100%. If you, if so, you build an entire economy that is considered the wealthiest in the world on the backs of enslaved people and stolen bar land none, and yeah. stolen land you are a state of the art grifter 
It's just that simple. That is the graft. The and basis of this country is graft. And the way in which white supremacy makes the most mediocre people feel like like legitimate CEOs. Like Chris liked was a CEO and did everything wrong and was making millions of dollars. So a year. What mediocre. A, what a fucking grifter. I mean, my God. I, I try to make, we were talking about this backstage and this language came to me then and it, I think it's so, it's like grifting up versus grifting down. Like mm-hmm. grift up. Like grift up. Like, <laughs> like a fucking, you know, um, I feel like, and this gets very pernicious where the line is because a lot of creative people, creatives, which is a word that I hate because of its lack of specificity. It's like, mm-hmm. what do you do? We're all creative. And it's also like, oh, you're not a creative. Everyone's a creative. You're a person. You have a brain. Everyone's a fucking creative. Stop with this like equation of um, equating uh, what you do for a living with your personality and yourself. Like Whoop. everyone has Whoop. labor and everyone mm-hmm. is creative. So I think yeah. that that's already a little bit of a grift, but like, yeah, if some company like fucking Spotify wants to pay you $10,000 to come in and talk for 30 minutes to the queer people at Spotify, take the fucking check. I don't have any fucking problem with that. But then when you go around pretending that that is activism mm-hmm. or, or that is the revolution... And then, or, yes. or, that, that's or, the thing that's going to bring us queer liberation. Or, oh, we have a queer person in a bubbly uh, seltzer water ad, and that changes everything. And that, and that, and that makes you a, that makes you an activist. What activism are you doing? What communities are you av- advocating with and for? Who are you in, in community with? And if you're only in community with people who have over hundred thousand people uh, fans on Instagram, if I see you at every fucking event that you're at, and you're only with other influencers, you're you're organizing influencers? But you're like, you're never on the lines, you know, on the lines for the strike. Or you're only on the lines for the strike to have a cute shirt on and have a cute sign and get likes on Instagram. Wow. Drag me. (laughs) (laughs) No. You're not even on my teams. I looked very cute. You, you look just very cute. Teams just cute. happens to have a few cute tank tops and wears them out. You're not you're not Teams, grifting anyone. Do you still anyone. have the tank top that you stole from me in season one? It's mine now. <laughs> I want to talk a little so bit about something you, you you mentioned before, Joe. And I know you have a hard out at six, so I'm going to make this quick. But the, you talked about something that uh, goes hand in hand with the grift, which is grief. And Ooh. like the, the grief of like uh, like oh. missing out on like the experience like the person who's been grifted right. once the grifter leaves there's like a kind of grief there oh for sure yeah and okay so uh, earlier this year I got to be in this television show called Resident Alien and my <laughs> and uh, my my character was getting has has a, um, a partner and, and they're engaged and so for about fifteen hours oh. I had a fiance. <laughs> and not a real fiance, but like, you know, and, and, and it's really funny because I found it really hard to, be- I found it really easy to believe. I found like, cause we got there and like, I met him that day and we kind of, we took the uh, transportation together to set and we were like talking and, and whatever. And, and then uh, I, I, I was like, I love this person. 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 I love, I was like, I love this. This man is my fiance. Like, I love this man. I love this man. I love it. So that when the camera, when the cameras went on and everybody, all the people on set were just like, this is, this is chemistry. And I'm like, we're acting. Okay. I'm a professional. But were you though? That's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. So that, like, when when they called cut, 
and then we had to go back into the back, and then we took the transpo back to the sl- the, the Sutton. <laughs> and Did we, you? We like went our separate ways, and I went back to my room, and I got really sad. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have a fiance no more. <laughs> I didn't have one to begin with. But you had convinced yourself that you had. For you grifted yourself. Didn't I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, grif- you grifted yourself for the check. And you know oh. what? We got to do what we got to do. Oh. We got to do what we got to do. But isn't that, but like, so is acting a grift? I, I, I was, I, I think acting, the, the grift requires acting. Yeah. But acting is not a grift because when you, when you leave, everyone acknowledges that you've made it. Like, if I'm watching you on your TV show, I, I have the double consciousness of like, that's Tommy, but that's not Tommy, right? And it's like, I know that if I see Tommy in real life, I think a lot of fan fandom actually has a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Like, dissociating the person that they're in love with that is a performance, even if it's a, a, a performer or a singer or a band, to understand that the people behind are not really that. It's like, like the grift is like a Mobius strip of acting, mm-hmm. where, like, you don't know where the actor begins like, and where the person ends, and there is no there there. It's like, there, there is no person behind the act and I think that's what really with grifting gets really that's where it slides into like acting is is a skill and a craft Mm -hmm. so is grifting but Mm -hmm. but I think with an actor like I know you I'm not an actor (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean (laughs) I mean maybe you are but that's that's the 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 porosity of like human interactions and human relationships because like you know all of us who've been in therapy, I'm sure, have been told at one point or another that, like, two things can be true. And this is, and this is accurate. And that's where it gets confusing because then it, mm-hmm. this goes back to your earlier point where you were saying that maybe the grifter does believe the performance. Like, how much of this is actually Ooh. fake and performance and how much, of, how much of this is, like, two people or two entities having a different experience of the same interaction, uh-huh. the same relationship you know it gets very porous and it can be very confusing but I also feel like in that confusion that's where ultimately sort of the grift lies the difference I guess is that the the grift I think seeks to create that confusion which again requires perception the grift seeks to confuse to um destabilize and to make it so that the person being grifted or the entity being grifted maybe doesn't even know what happened. Correct. And it's, it's an ultimate, it's like mass gaslighting, right? Mass but gaslighting. Think, but I think the, one of the reasons why we're here and one of the things that I think is so pernicious about the grift, above and beyond just the fact that I think it conflates what activism means and what organizing means. I think mm-hmm. people think that organizing means you have to have 100,000 followers on Instagram, but organizing actually means like, where do you work at? Who's your community? Where's your neighborhood? What does your block mm-hmm. look like? What can we do in the, in the land in front of us to make everything a little bit better in our daily lives? But I think, the, so be, above and beyond the, grif, the way the grift, I think, confuses organizing and activism, I think also there's a sniff test to it. And I think it's mm-hmm. one of the reasons for the queer and trans moral panic that we're having now, because the whole idea behind the queer and trans moral mm-hmm. panic is that these people aren't really who they are. They're right. doing it for attention. They're doing it for money. They're doing it for this and that. So it's actually a real harm done to the community and makes us all vulnerable because there is indeed a way that the, the people, I, I, listen, I, like, I don't think anyone is faking being trans to be a fucking grifter on Instagram or to make money. But I do think people are capitalizing on their opportunities in ways that actually do not say that are for them and not the community. And I think there's an 
you know, authenticity to that. And I think you can smell it a mile away. Yeah. And I think that that leads, that actually harms us all above and beyond the ways in which they, they are also taking these opportunities to capitalize on what is a collective identity. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, like, you are not the trans person. You are not the queer person. Like, how does your $10,000 affect you, but also affect the people around you, right? So, yeah, I, I, it is, it's a really, like, it's so hard because it's also an intra-community conversation. Mm-hmm. It's a conversation we need to be able to have with ourselves. And that's almost impossible to have online. And it's like also one of yes. the things about online grifters is you never see them but online. And if you see them in real life, there's a way in which they always evade. Oh yeah, they're there for always. the op. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, they take the photo and then they bounce. And they're in and out. They're in yeah. and out. They're on the picket line for exactly 30 seconds. <laughs> that's a bit that's a big part of the sniff test too because we have to remember that ultimately these online spaces are fake. Like they are not, my my days on social media I think are numbered. But it's because I'm t- I'm tired of it. Like it's just ridiculous to me. But it's so it's so performative. It's so extra, and it exists only in that little microcosm. And so that to me is like part of the sniff test. But I do just want to add that like yes, I think that's super legitimate and that's super true. But also a big part of the mass panic and the and all of that that's happening, the moral panic around queerness and transness specifically, it has to do with the fact that for. I mean, decades and generations, the narrative around queer people has been that we're liars, that we're cheaters, that we are scoundrels, that our identity itself is a grift, and that we're and that we're fake, and that that we're fake, that we're trying to fool you. I mean, there are easier ways to fool a bitch (laughs) than transitioning. I'm feeling full, but like I could put one more thing inside of me. Den knows how I feel. And our dessert for today is Domino Soundfest. Uh, will you? Woo! We love our mothers. Okay, so I'm I'm doing this one. <laughs> Picture it. What, what month was it? it? Was I think it was February, 2016. Mm-hmm. The world was a different place. Oh, we had all just met. And had decided February 2017. Sorry, had, no, uh, summer 2016 is it, when we it, were it's a, whatever, whatever, whatever. Okay, it's hot Sorry. or cold, but it's, it's, it's been it's in the room night too, or so. day, it's a Schrodinger's cat of time. Who cares? <laughs> we, shut up. We were working on a podcast and we were working with all volunteer friends, uh, and we put an email out to a, a, a podcasting group thread email saying we're looking for a producer and we can't pay them now, but we hope at some point we'll have a platform where we all are making a little money. It's a labor of love. Pos- podcasting is so straight. And I mean, I'm white, but also podcasting is so white. Uh, and, and we're just trying to do something a little different. And we had three episodes made by then. And we said, we'll send an episode. And so we got a reply, which like, my God. And it was Alexandra De Palma. And she said, I can't wait to listen to the episode, but sorry, I've had three glasses of wine, a Xanax, and half an Ambien, so I'm going to go to bed right now. <laughs> but I, but I, will listen to it to, I will listen to it tomorrow morning. And we said, you don't have to. You're hired. I, I actually <laughs> fully forgot that. Yes. <laughs> hey, literally, this was not written. It I just came never. back to me and thinking mm-hmm. about like, our history with Alex. And like, Alex came onto our show and made it, and made it our show made it this mix of um, of feeling live and like we're in your living room, but also like editing us to be the best version of ourselves. And mm-hmm. I feel like you you both have edited us as friends to make us the best, better and best versions of ourselves. And it's just going to be ongoing. You are like 
all of these people on stage and y'all are one of the major loves of my life and my life would be different and my art would be different without you and just this community and this room that's all here, I'm getting a little teary. It, it, I just cannot believe the lives that we're making for ourselves within capitalism that is like, we're not, we're not starving, but we're doing it. And, and so DFES, I think, is a celebration of mm -hmm. people doing it for community, for each other, uh, making something different. And, and the world keeps shifting. I mean, podcasting now is so different from what it was in 2016, 2017. And y'all are just a part of what is one of the one of the few fucking parts of what is good in all of it. And I love you so fucking much. And also, also, don't forget that the first time Alex sat mm -hmm. in on a recording, if, I, if I'm saying it right, mm -hmm. that, that uh, she was like, uh, is it okay if I uh, bring my friend Kenya? Like, we just had a date and I don't know. It like, was just, they had just gotten together. And I think Alex was also like, do y'all mind if I smoke? <laughs> like, no, and we were like, live. And then live. like we, we did our thing and then afterwards like we came out of the booth and Alex and Kenny were like, yeah. And then like, <laughs> then like there was, we had an impromptu photo shoot and like Kenya was like on the couch and we were just like, all right, now do this, now do that. And Kenya was just like, wow, we are just fast friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just so obvious from that first moment that Kenya was a star. Too. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it really was like, and no shade to the wonderful folks who produced us for those first couple of episodes, who were amazing and fabulous, and are still doing fabulous things yeah. in podcasting. But like, it was just so obvious from the first interaction that these two were our heart, hmm. and that they were going to be with us for the entirety of of this journey. And just to bring it back, queer family, queer community. Mm -hmm. Interpersonal ties are, it's the opposite of grifting. It's like, these are people I will fucking be with until I die, no matter what happens. And I think that is something that we should all strive to build. And I'm so proud of how you built it Aww. here in this space. <sighs> well, this episode of Food for Thought was made possible by uh, the generous, unequivocal support of Rosé and, of course, our lovely producers, Alexandra De Palma, Kenya Denise, and Domino Sound. You! Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review us five stars on iTunes, or we burn all of Joe's sports bras. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Uh, I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at Hey Teebs, H-E-Y-T-E-B-S, on Instagram. I'm Den Michelle Norris, and you can still find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Den Michelle. And please follow my editorial pursuits at Electric Literature and look out for my novel when the harvest comes. You. Thank you. And I'm Joseph Osmondson, scientist, nonfiction writer. Uh, you can find me at josephosmondson.com, and I have news that is not official yet, <gasps> but I think I can say it tonight. Say it. There's a two-book deal, y'all. Two more books coming. Uh, it's a... I, I've read one of them. This is a good book. Yeah. Uh, find us on Twitter at Food for Thought Pod. Uh, on Instagram is Gay Sluts Who Read or Gay Sluts Whore Ad. Uh, and, uh, you know... Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> That's Love you. Uh...
Thank you. Thank you. Right, That's right. that. No, right, no, no, right, no, 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 no. We have yeah. an edit. This is this is why we have a producer. Let's get two seconds of room tone. Go. <laughs> As always, that. Wait, how do we do it? I forget. <laughs> we haven't done this. We in haven't so long. done a show in so long. Um, it's and thank you. We've been food for thought. That's food. The number four in thought spelled oh, how. T H O T. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.